I go <laughs> on adventures, exploring new towns on my own places I've never been. And I do the small things. I go to the movies by myself. I go to restaurants by myself. And I enjoy being by myself. That doesn't mean I don't enjoy my friends. I mm-hmm. love being with my friends. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the company of a man. I enjoy that. But when I don't have that, I still enjoy being with myself. And mm-hmm. I think if people would, if women would be comfortable being in their own skin, they might discover it's okay being alone because alone doesn't mean you have to be lonely. Welcome to Black Addict, the next adventures with Gail and Tia. I am Tia Price. And I'm Gail Brown. And we are so excited to be here today. Gail, wow, we have had a really adventurous summer. We have been on the go, doing things, traveling, attending events, and we've really had fun. It's just sad that the summer is almost over. No, we only have a few weeks left, though. I might even extend it a little bit until mid-September because I have a couple more things that are coming up. Mm-hmm. But you know, as we go around and we meet people and, you know, we have little celebrities in our little group and we get a lot of people that come up to us and give us ideas for the show. Mm-hmm. And one that really stuck out recently was Single and Satisfied. Right. And one of the reasons it stuck out is a lot of people that we know, you know, are single and they are accomplished. They're doing things. They're on the go. And I thought, wow, is it a myth that people think that people who are single aren't satisfied? Have you thought that? It is absolutely a myth because I see these women and they have such they're fulfilled. Their lives are full. They're having fun. They are excelling in their careers. They travel. They have, you know, friend groups. I mean, they do a lot. And, you know, (laughs) Tia, you and I are married. Yeah. People have heard that story, but I look at them and I think, wow, how exciting. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I think both of our daughters are young. They're Mm -hmm. in their 20s. And I think they're focused on that in a way. Sometimes you get focused or you have this vision. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I just want them to feel good about just being themselves. You don't always have to attach to somebody to value, you know? Mm -hmm. So I really love this topic and I'm excited because I thought of this person and I reached out to them because they seem like things are happening (laughs) and they're smiling all the time. Things are going on. And I asked, you know, are you single and satisfied? And she was like, hell yeah. So I was really (laughs) glad to get this person to come on. Um, So if you could do the introductions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our guest is a focused research data analyst, and she's skilled in survey methodology and geographic information systems. She has over 20 years of experience of using the SAS statistical software as a tool for data management, 
statistical analysis and quality control. In addition to the public health and K through 12 education sectors, she has worked on several projects which manage community level indicator data, emphasizing the importance of using measurable outcomes to assess social justice factors. And she could tell us a little bit more, but Vibe Tribe and Black Addict listeners, I would like to introduce Janetta Churchill. Welcome, Janetta. Thank you. Hello, Vibe Tribe. Hello, ladies. (laughs) And really, all that you said, Gail, is simply sister got it going on. You know, she's got it going on (laughs) to the basics and has the data to prove it. Thank you. I do love data, but I'm glad to be here today. Thank you so much. And so as I was saying, Janetta, when I reached out to you, you know, I had thought about you because I knew you had recently purchased a home Mm -hmm. and moved to a new city. And tell us just about that, because I think that's part of an example of being single and satisfied, just being able to up and move. Yes. So I had been a homeowner in Baltimore, Maryland for about 14 years. And I really wasn't feeling Baltimore anymore. I didn't want to be there. I kept complaining. I don't want to do this, but I didn't have the oomph to make change in my life. Mm -hmm. And once the pandemic came and my office said, you all are going to telework from now on, I realized the world was my oyster. I didn't have to do this anymore. More. I could be anywhere I wanted to be. And it really opened my eyes that I could move. I didn't have to stay stuck anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was really a chance for me to step out of my comfort zone, the comfort zone I had been in for 14 years, and take a chance and move someplace new. And so I thought about what was important to me. I said, I want a slower pace and I want to be closer to the water. Those were, and I want to stay in Maryland. Those Mm -hmm. were the three things that were important to me. So I started looking at different cities and I came across Cambridge, Maryland, the home of Harriet Tubman. And that black history was very important to me. And I just decided to step out on faith and move to a place where I didn't know a soul other than my real estate agent, and make a move. I didn't have a home. I packed up my house in Baltimore, put it on the moving truck, Mm -hmm. but didn't know where I was going, and ended up buying this beautiful dream home. And I believed I was going to make friends, which I have. And I've started a new life. I'm now an elected official. In my town, I ran for office and I am now an elected official, something that never would have happened in Baltimore. I realized that by moving to a smaller place, I have actually been able to grow. And so by taking a chance on something new, it's allowed me to flower and grow. Wow. You know, when you just pointed out your goals, what you wanted in this new city, You didn't mention that you wanted to go to a place where you had friends or relatives, which I think is very brave. You know, you figured out what was going to make you happy. New city, someplace by the water. You knew you were going to make friends. You knew you would be fine. Yeah, this is actually the 17th place I've lived in my life. I'm an army brat. 
speaking. Okay. I've moved a lot in life mm-hmm. and I have always landed on my feet and I've always been able to make new relationships. But at age 55, I was like, am I really still ready to make new friends? It's not, I didn't know if it would be as easy at this point in my life as it was maybe moving in my 20s or even Mm -hmm. my 30s. And I just believed that I was going to be able to, if I made myself friendly, I would, the friends would come to me. And so I put myself out there. I joined a walking club. I went to events where I knew people would be. I just showed myself to be friendly and I've been able to make connections around the city and I've met my neighbors. I've met people around town and those relationships are happening. Well, so tell us about the confidence to do that and how you got that. You know, you talked a little bit about some experiences, but sometimes women don't even feel comfortable going to the movies alone much less going to a new town, new city, mm-hmm. new city, a place you'd never really lived before, not knowing anyone. Right. I think as I have been single, I have really just been, my confidence wasn't always there. I think in my younger days, I felt like I always had to have someone with me to do something. I wasn't always confident to go to a restaurant by myself or go to the movies by myself or take a trip by myself. But as I got older, I realized I can do these things by myself and enjoy my own company. I really like being with me. <laughs> and I like having the flexibility to do the things I want to do when I want to do them, the way I want to do them. I enjoy traveling by myself. I've taken vacations on my own. I've going to re- have gone to resorts on my own. I take maybe not Gail and Tia adventures, but <laughs> I go on adventures, exploring new towns on my own, places I've never been. And I do the small things. I go to the movies by myself. I go to restaurants by myself. And I enjoy being by myself. That doesn't mean I don't enjoy my friends. I Mm -hmm. love being with my friends. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the company of a man. I enjoy that. But when I don't have that, I still enjoy being with myself. And Mm -hmm. I think if people would if women would be comfortable being in their own skin, they might discover it's okay being alone because alone doesn't mean you have to be lonely. Right. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you talked about there that you weren't always that confident, right? If there were times you no. felt, hey, I got to take someone with me. Can you think of a time or maybe the earlier stages where you did this for the first time. What were the feelings that you had? Were you nervous? Were you scared traveling alone for the first time? I think I remember probably the first time I went to dinner by myself. I remember going to an Outback Steakhouse. (laughs) And I was convinced that everyone was staring at me. Mm -hmm. I just thought all eyes are on me because I've asked for this table for one. And they're all staring at me, which was not the case at all. I felt so self-conscious 
No one was, the reality is no one was looking at me. <laughs> I still enjoyed my steak. I still enjoyed my blooming onion. <laughs> I still packed up a, a little bit of food to take home. I realized, oh, I can still do this on my own. It's not always easy, but I have spent holidays by myself. I have had some Thanksgivings by myself. I remember the first Thanksgiving I spent by myself. I decided to go to a restaurant on my own. And the Mm -hmm. waitress came up to me and she said, I feel so sorry for you. I'm going to give you a free dessert. No one should be alone for Thanksgiving. And I was like... I'm I'm really good. I'm okay. But I'll take the free dessert. I'll take the free dessert. dessert. But but I'm good. And this past year, I was alone for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I decided I didn't want to travel back to Baltimore. Someone invited me for Thanksgiving dinner with their family. And I didn't feel like doing the COVID kind of thing. I was like, I'm good on my own. So Mm -hmm. I cooked a Thanksgiving dinner for myself. I enjoyed my Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) I did call relatives, but I realized it's okay Mm -hmm. to be alone on a holiday. And I didn't crawl up in a ball and cry and die. It was okay. Janetta, did you feel maybe a little bit sorry for that waitress because basically she was saying that, you know, she's probably never spent time by herself and that she doesn't have the courage to be by herself on a holiday or any other time. It's like, wow, how small is your world? Did you have those thoughts? I have definitely met women who have told me that they are afraid Mm -hmm. to be by themselves that they could never do what I do. They could never eat out by themselves. They could never go to a movie by themselves. They could never, definitely never take a vacation by themselves. And I'm like, you really could if you tried. But I think it gets down to they don't want to. I think there's a difference between can I and do I want to. I think a lot of it is sustainable what they believe society expects. I mean, yeah, I would love to go on a vacation with my boo, but I don't have a boo right now. (laughs) And so is that going to stop me from going to a resort for my birthday because I don't have a boo? No, I'm going to enjoy myself at the resort because I want to go away for my birthday. But I know so many women who would never go away. They would just be at home Mm -hmm. upset because they don't have the boo. So I think we make choices. Some of those choices are because what we think society, how society views us Mm -hmm. and then how we view ourselves. Right. Well, I don't know if this is the same thing. It probably really isn't. But, you know, Tia and I have traveled together. A few months ago, we were in New Orleans. Tia went to a conference, so I was by myself all day. I tootled around town. I walked. I went to shops. I had, you know, breakfast and lunch by myself. And it was, not only was it relaxing, but it was fun because I got to do what I wanted to do. I got to go to the places where I wanted to go and where I wanted to eat. And I people watched, I learned, I strolled, I thought, 
I meditated, I prayed, and I, I had a ball. <laughs> I had a ball. Absolutely. And that didn't mean that you didn't love being there with Tia, but you could still enjoy your time on your own. Mm-hmm. And that is being satisfied being alone. You weren't lonely, but you were happy with the time you were alone. Mm-hmm. And you could still come back together at the end of the day with your friend and enjoy the time together. Mm-hmm. To me, that that's being single and satisfied when you can enjoy your alone time yeah. and not feel I have to be with someone. So I, so I think that's a great example. Yeah. Well, Janetta, were you always single and satisfied? Oh, no. <laughs> Um, I didn't date as a young person. I didn't date in high school. I didn't really date in college. So when I first got out of college on my own, I started seeing a lot of my girlfriends in my 20s starting to get married. And I started panicking because I was like, I felt like I was already behind the curve. And now everybody's getting married. And I felt like I was left behind. And I thought I was over the hill at 25, 26, 27, and I'm not married. So I felt like I have to get married. I was on this mission. I've got to get married. And I married the first guy who showed interest in me. He was not the right person for me, but he appeared to love me. And that was enough for me. I was like, he loves me. My friends were like, do you love him? And my response was, "He, lo- I love that he loves me. Mm, interesting. And we got married and it was wrong from the beginning. I actually thought, how do I get an annulment? <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> that was after the honeymoon. I was like, how do I get an annulment? But I kept focusing on the vows until death do we part. And it ended up being an abusive relationship mm. that I had entered because I didn't take enough time to get to know this person. Mm-hmm. And in my rush to be married, because I felt like I had to be with someone. I had to be joined at the hip with someone and I was not single nor satisfied. I ended up putting myself in a really bad situation. Mm -hmm. And so we were married a total of three years and it was just probably some of the worst three years of my Mm -hmm. life. And it took me a long time to heal from that and took me a long time to forgive him and forgive myself for the choices I made. And I didn't date a lot after that. I think I kind of threw myself into the church. I was like, all I need is Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm single and satisfied. All I need is Jesus. (laughs) And um, that wasn't the truth. I still desired to uh, be in a relationship, but I did start learning about myself and what my likes were, and what my dislikes were and learning how to be single and satisfied and that it was okay to be alone and not be lonely. And I really grew over the next number of years 
to be okay with being mm-hmm. on my own and not feeling like I had to be in a marriage relationship or in a long-term relationship. It didn't mean I didn't desire that because right. I still do desire that. I just didn't have to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Janetta, I think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of women, I mean, we've talked about it. Yeah, it's just, you go to school, you get married, you have kids. You buy, I mean, it's standard. This is what you're supposed to do. And I think a number of women do that same practice where I'm a certain age, I have to do this. Whoever's there, you get the prize. I'm moving on, you know, because I have this time frame. And I think what you're saying is so important. Knowing yourself and the things that you want is really important and feeling confident in yourself of being single. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can find that right person. But I do think a lot of people do do the opposite where I've got to do this. I'm moving on. You know, this is it. So it's just very interesting that you're saying that. The other piece that I'm picking up from what you're saying is knowing who you are now, you really have the freedom to make choices Mm -hmm. without having to maybe sacrifice some things. Because when you're with a partner, there are sacrifices you got to make. I mean, that's good. No one's saying it's wrong, but it's true. You know, you have to take into account what someone else thinks about something. So if I want to buy that Porsche, I might have to ask somebody, hey, (laughs) I'm going to go do this Porsche. (laughs) What do you you think? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Were you being Mm -hmm. single and satisfied and confident even because you may not feel confident you should do this or that? Is that the right thing? It really is about you've learned who you are and what your values are, what's important. So even moving to that place that has water, I think that's just so commendable because that might be something that people want to do, but they don't have the confidence or they have to work with someone else to want the same thing. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think when I think about my independence that I have, when I think about adulting and being single, my definition of adulting involves making decisions that impact me <laughs> and me alone and my choices impact me and me alone. It doesn't involve somebody else in in the repercussions of somebody else and having to consult somebody else. That's, to me, a benefit of being independent and single. I don't have to consult someone else about what they want. I think one of the things that I won't call it a regret, it's one of the things that I don't have in my life. I don't have any children. I didn't have children from that marriage. And Part of me feels like, oh, I wish I had children, but it's a double-edged sword. I don't have any children, (laughs) (laughs) depending on me. I don't have to make choices for those children. And so it's that balancing act. In my independence, I can do what I want, when I want, how I want to do it. I'm independent. But there are times when I need help. And it would Mm -hmm. be nice to have someone in the house to help me with things. You know, when I'm out pushing that lawnmower by myself, I'm like, oh, I wish I had a husband here that I could say, you need to go out and push that lawnmower. So that independence, that singleness, it comes with pros and cons. That doesn't mean I'm not satisfied. It's a double-edged sword. 
at times, but I'm still glad that I can do what I want when I want. And it is interesting how many married women I have had come to me and say, I wish I had your life. And now that's like, interesting. Why do you think they're saying that? What do they say the reasons are? Because they wish they had the independence that I do. And I'm like, I thought, you know, being married was the gold standard. That that's where it's at. That's where you want to be. And they're like, don't get me wrong. I love my husband. I love my children. But I wish I could do me. I wish I could run away when I want to. I wish I, if I just wanted to eat peanut butter and crackers for dinner, I could. I did, you know, if I could just do what I want when I want, I wish I had your life. But I have to work together with a family unit. Mm -hmm. And so they, I won't say these women have regrets. They just wish maybe that they had more independence. Independence. And freedom, perhaps? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Freedom is a good word. Yeah. And it's interesting how many of my friends I've seen who have gotten their freedom after the empty nest um, and have left their husbands. <laughs> after the kids have gone, they look at their husband and they realize, I don't really know you anymore. Ah. <laughs> Like they Season got two, married. episode two. Yes. Can right. I choose you today? <laughs> it's like they, they rushed into marriage. <laughs> they rushed into parenthood. Right. They were parents for 18 years. Then the kids were gone. And then they look at the spouse and they're like, I don't really know you. Mm -hmm. And then they decide they want to be single again. So it's so many different choices that we make mm -hmm. in life. Well, it, it's a point you're making because maybe when that choice is made, it is really I'm choosing independence. I'm not necessarily wanting to be in this kind of relationship. I've done this and now I'm choosing independence. It couldn't really may have nothing to do with the person. It could be just that craving for the ability to make some decisions mm -hmm. on their own. I mean, who knows what those mm -hmm. reasons are, but that's right. a thought because I never thought of it that way in the sense of, hey, maybe it's time for, for me. I mean, Gail and I always say it's about us. It's about us. It's about us. And we do have some freedom because we do do things away from our families. And we've gotten to that point now because they're older, as you're saying, and we can kind of move on. But I think women can get stuck. And they may not feel comfortable getting out there and trying something new. What do you think? I think for some women, they do feel stuck. I think some women do have that flexibility in their relationships where they can have independence within a marriage relationship or in a committed relationship and still do things on their own and like we were talking about earlier do things on your own but then still come back together whereas in some marriage or long-term relationships it's we have to be joined at the hip and we have to do everything together and there isn't that opportunity to express yourself 
it's I, you are the wife. You mm-hmm. have yeah. to be, it's like a joint at the hip kind of relationship. And there's almost a giving up of that freedom, giving up of your self-expression. Right. And so some women feel, I won't say regrets. They just may wish that they had more independence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's important for women to remember and exercise their independence, even when they're in a marriage. And I don't mean that to sound disrespectful of their husbands or relationships, but you have to still be true to yourself and not depend fully, solely on doing everything with your husband or in through the lens of being a wife. And that's all I am. Because I think then they might get to the point when, when the kids are leaving the house, they look at the kids and they're like, wow, they're starting out on this life's adventure on their own. Wow. I missed that. Why didn't I do that? Let me leave my husband so that I can do that. (laughs) You know, whereas if you did that along the way, you wouldn't be missing it because if you do leave a relationship after the kids go away, that might be a mistake. It might be a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends. I think it depends on the person, but let's get back to the single and satisfied. We know there are people that are single and having some difficulty with it, right? Mm -hmm. You could be single for a number of reasons, you know, but Janetta, what would be your advice for those people that, don't feel comfortable going to the market or to the library or anywhere alone, you know, travel to a resort. What would be your advice? Should they start small? Should they, what would you think? I was recently talking to one of my girlfriends who was really upset about the fact that she's single. She was like, I do not like being single. I do not want to stay single. I am miserable being single. And I was just trying to encourage her that you, you know, you have really good things going on in your life. (laughs) You're doing so many things in your job, in your sorority, um, with your friends. You have this expansive life Mm -hmm. that goes beyond whether you are cuffed up with a man. (laughs) So look at the, I would say, look at the breadth of the relationships you have that it's still, it goes beyond whether or not you have a man in your, or man or a woman, whoever, a partner, whether or not you have a partner in your life, you can still have a rich life. And it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean you have to do things alone to be happy. You can be single and satisfied and do things with friends. Those friends don't have to be just girlfriends. Right now, I have a male friend that I've made here in uh, Cambridge, in my new town. And we do not have any kind of romantic sexual relationship whatsoever. We just hang out. (laughs) And I enjoy our relationship. I probably do get some male energy from the relationship. And that is fun. That is satisfying. Doesn't mean I'm still not open to 
of major man. <laughs> but I enjoy spending time with him. Look, he sends over plates of food. Oh. Um, I'm like, hey, that's nice. But just be open to all kinds of relationships, whether it's male, female, same sex, different sex, just meeting people and the richness that comes from relationship and also the richness that comes from getting to know yourself better and being okay with spending time alone. I would encourage people just try going to dinner by yourself. Just try it once and not being so fearful of everyone's going to be staring at me because they're really not. No one's paying any attention to you. <laughs> no, no it's yeah. focus on your meal and how good it tastes. And if you're self-conscious, then get on your phone. I don't know, but mm-hmm. just try doing something on your own. Try going for a walk, try I don't know, just try going for a long drive by yourself. Just try some new things by yourself and and really try to shift your mind from I'm so lonely to it's okay to be alone. Because mm-hmm. like Gail said earlier, she enjoyed going to those stores on her own and walking around window shopping and seeing the city. It, you might find some things that you like and on your own. It doesn't mean you've given up trying to meet people. It's just find what you like. Right. I really like some of these thoughts. And I mean, it really, I think we all should be practicing, whether you're in a relationship or not, or whatever, we all should be practicing and intentionally spending time and getting comfortable with that. Because quite frankly, at some point, we're all alone in our lives. There is a point where you're going to be by yourself for whatever Mm -hmm. reasons. So I think even getting comfortable with that, I really like that. There's times I like to go to Ellicott City, which is a place near where we are now, Main Street. I love going there alone all day because I can spend time where I want to spend time. I can eat where I want to eat. I enjoy that time to just think and remember even some of the things I like to do and the the experience those things because you can get caught up in life Mm -hmm. and miss being up by yourself, miss thinking about your own thoughts. I really like that. Yeah, what were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, if you don't like yourself or if you don't like hanging out with you, who wants to hang out with you? Who would like you if you don't even, you can't even do that with yourself. Now I know it can be scary. It can be intimidating, Yeah, but we have got to remember we are all that. We really are. We really are all that. And we should, you know, experience ourselves, get to know each ourselves, get to know our likes and dislikes absent from anyone else. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that you develop more as a person. I think you are more in tune with your likes and dislikes, what you'll tolerate and what you won't tolerate. I think it's, you know, you build that self-confidence, which is so important. And I think we need to encourage our daughters and nieces and young women in our lives to do this now, you know, when you're in college 
Oh my God. When we were in the college, I would never go to the calf by myself. Oh, I, never. Did. I did. Oh, I did. I, 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 did that. Was, I was like, loser. <laughs> she was not pointing at us, Brenda. Look at those losers going to the calf alone. I may have gone to the small calf and sat in the back room at the last table. But I never know. I, I, I didn't notice. And I'm not saying because you weren't noticeable. It's just that I wasn't paying attention to that. I was more focused on me. But, you know, I have a daughter, young daughter. It's almost 25 years old. And she is starting to, you know, stretch her boundaries and really jumping into adulting and taking the time to really get to know herself and experience life on her own and not under her parents. And I really think that is important. As hard as it is for me to let go, it is important. And I think we need to encourage our young daughters, nieces, friends, goddaughters, whatever, whoever, to really get to know themselves and spend quality time with themselves. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I totally agree. Those relationships that you build, you know, are so important. And then learning how to navigate those types of things is just critical as you start to grow mm-hmm. and get older. So yeah, this has been fantastic. Well, I mean, I've taken my book of notes as I normally do. This has been fantastic. I think our listeners will get a lot from this. I'm going to continue to practice, but I'm, I'm going to be more intentional, Gail, of going out alone. I mean, we do a lot of our ventures together. I, mm-hmm. I'm leaving you home, Gail. I'm going to go on my own. See ya. <laughs> go somewhere and sit. Because I really, I don't think I've, I've done traveling for work alone. Yeah. But not really just, I'm just going to go and fly to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've done that. Tia, what I do when I travel for work is I always try to do something to an adventure on my work job. When I get off of work, I go explore. I maybe take a city tour. I go walking, see something. Because I'm like, they paid for me to go see a new city. I'm taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I I look at it as a paid vacation. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Well, I am actually heading to Toronto next month. So I think I will be touring all of the city, doing the bus trips or whatever, you know, alone. I don't know, though. I'm going with some people from work. They'll probably want to tag along. But maybe I could (laughs) kick them to the side and say I'm doing some intentional work on myself and growth. (laughs) I'll figure out how to work. But I'm going to do that. Thank you so much for these insights. Gail, any last words? Yeah, Janetta, you are such an inspiration to women young and of a certain age. I think I admire you. I watch you. I was like, oh, what courage she has to move to a city where she doesn't know a soul, but she knew she wanted to be in that city for the, you know, to be close to the water, to own your dream home. You didn't sell yourself short. And I think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. So congratulations to you. We appreciate you being on our show and sharing your experiences and offering this wonderful advice. And I even want to challenge, you know, our vibe tribe, post something, post your own adventure, your solo adventure. Let us see you out and about enjoying your own company. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's Thank fair. you all so much that's for this opportunity. Girl. Thank you. And thank you all for joining Black At It, The Next Adventures with Gail and Tear. Please follow us on Spotify, Audible, Apple, and any podcast follower that you can. Follow us on Instagram. Also, www.blackadditpodcast.com is our new website. So make sure you go on there as well. And we look forward to talking to you again. Take care. Bye.